0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss.
1: This episode is sponsored by Isle of Man TT3 Ride on the Edge. The game is available on Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo Switch and Steam. Now you're never going to catch me riding the Isle of Man TT, although I cannot stop playing this game. If you would like to do the same, go check out the link in the description below. Now kick back, relax and enjoy this episode. Today I have with me my mate, washed up motorcycle racer <laughs> I've been dying to say that uh, and office furniture salesman, Mason Law welcome
2: um, weight carrier of Danny Bucken. no definitely not that I was fed up with people calling this a profession like in my opinion you're a professional when you get paid when you get paid and I remember Safoglu coming past me for the first time in Qatar oh. and they come past you and the f- and I just remember this lighting up, obviously it was the fuel, excess fuel coming out of the exhaust. So I put duct tape. I remember it's silver duct tape over it and I was like, right, I just want to get my knee down. Oh no, like, I did it happens. Three crashes at you anyway, it's yeah. about something else. Yeah. Moving awkward. on. Said, he was like, oh, that's a shame, geeze. He said, I thought he was gonna be Danny's little protege. And it literally rung like I was like, oh, okay. I think it was that same person I was like, oh like have you worked out like you feel putting out? That was like, no, you won't run out though, I've topped it up. <laughs> I've always said I'm very fortunate, I've got such a nice life away from bike race. I love riding bikes. That is the be-all and end-all for it for me. I love riding bikes. Mm.
1: Hello and welcome to episode 20 of Pushing Limit Podcast with me, Danny Barkan. Today I have with me my mate, washed-up motorcycle racer. I've been dying to say that. Uh, And office furniture salesman Mason Law, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having Welcome me. Welcome to London. Looking very smart today. Thank you very much. Why? Why are you looking so smart? Trying to tee this in with a meet. <laughs> we've literally got a meat straight after. This is me fully smarted up, straight out of. I don't. I'm not going to. I'm not going to actually promote the brand of clothing because they don't sponsor. You. They don't sponsor me. Anyway, um, let's get down to it, mate. I'm sure there's people dying to know the story and the history behind uh, behind the the journey you've been on. Obviously, we've been on. Uh, well, we've literally done the whole thing together, so I don't actually need that many notes, but I have got a few. So let's start off, where did it Where did it all start for you? Motorcycle racing, because you've had a good career. I know you're obviously not racing at the minute, but your career, you've had a lot of success in it, haven't you, really?
2: Yeah, uh, well, yeah, I guess to sound very vain, but yeah, I, I guess over the years achieved quite a lot and um, motocross, road racing, um, would like to have achieved more may still achieve more... We
1: say road um, racing, but you mean short circuit.
2: Why, what did I say? Road racing. Oh, no,
1: okay, but we, yeah. no, but we... Uh, I think for the motocross side, we always say road, road racing, racing yeah. but it is short circuit. But, but yeah, you're
2: not finding me on the actual roads. <laughs> um, <laughs> TT next. No. Um, but yeah, I, it, we started back in a, uh, on a rugby field um, on a Peewee 50 with my dad running around after me. No stabilisers. I actually think I rode that before I rode a, a, a BMX without stabilisers. Um, but yeah, just just completely found the love for literally putting my feet up on the foot pegs and just rolling forward and honestly like genuinely the rest is history i i very vague i'm not the best with memory on stuff but memories back then i do genuinely remember being on that rugby field like riding around splashing through puddles just honestly having the time of my life and what
1: about your dad into it i actually thought about this the other day your dad did race didn't
2: he yeah it kind of was in the family so my dad's dad my granddad he did scrambling um, and my dad did scrambling, um, as it was called back in the day. So motocross, um, to be fair, like dad was pretty good. Like he didn't, I can imagine he as well. didn't like, it's ne- never something he's ever really been like, oh mate, yeah, oh, I was good. Do you know what I mean? But he, um, there's loads of photos and stuff up in the loft, you know, they're black and white photos and faded out photos where they were that long ago. But, um, hang on, he ain't that old. Yeah, no, he's quite old though. <laughs> um, so yeah no yeah so he did it and 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 naturally just sort of um got me a bike i guess it's not something that we've my dad's never ever pushed it on me i know a lot of bike dads you know it's like oh yeah my son's gonna do that It, it wasn't like that at all um I mean, if my mum had it her way, I wouldn't be anywhere near a bike. Um, still to this day. Still to this day. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. You know, when I said I didn't have a contract for this year, she's she, like, oh, well, I think well. she wanted to host a little party. She did. Um, you were not invited. Yeah. It's. Um. She's so supportive, but not at the same time. She hates this sport, and I get it. I get it. I've, I'm not a parent yet, and and I'll never be able to see it from a, a mother's input. But you know, it's um, it is dangerous, isn't it? So, but yeah, no. He um, yes, it's in the family. No, it's, it's, and it's funny because obviously you say like a mother's input. Like I'm obviously a father,
1: and I wouldn't even. But I think being a mum is so different, isn't it? Like being a mum is so much different. I think the mums would look at it. Like Steph even talks about it now. She's like, no, nah. no. Nope. I said, but what about if Brody wants to do it or May I want to do it? Obviously, we just have to support him in it. No, nope, not letting him. I was like, well, you just go and do it illegal anyway.
2: Yeah, and I think that's the thing as well. Like with anything I've ever done, my dad's always been like, look, I'll never tell you not to do something, but like obviously common sense and stuff like that. But I mean, honestly, I think when he saw the smile I had on my face, and it was like. Obviously, back then, it wasn't, you know, we, we're, I was on a field, so it wasn't mm. like I was having to wait for sessions. And obviously, when I grew up, got on the 50, you know, we'd be over at Chippingham and well, yeah. Wild Tracks, as it's called now, and I'd be like, oh, Dad, you know, can I, can I get out? You know, oh, it's not your, not your turn yet, boy, you know what I mean? Like, oh wait, oh, okay. Like, literally, it's all I wanted to do. And I think back now, and I'm like, even if it was absolutely humping it down with rain or snowing, it was like, I just couldn't wait to get out. And now I'm like, obviously, gone a bit soft as I got older. Like, throughout the winter, it's like... Oh, I do cold, want to say. yeah. Mate, your hands get a bit cold. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, just, um, just honestly, I think it's that love. Like anyone that rides a bike, whether it be, honestly, like a, a Harley Davidson on the road, or, 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 you know, just anything you can get on. Even I guess these e-bikes now. Mm. You literally, as soon as you put your feet on the foot pegs, you, you obviously you, you turn the throttle and you go forward. It's just, it's such a like an unnatural sensation that it's it's just so enjoyable. Mega on it. Yeah. Um. So
1: now's probably a good time. That's so your dad got me into ro- ma- mobile racing. So I actually owe probably a lot to your dad. for yeah. yeah, My well, career really because he got me into it with well he t- to my dad go and start it. Yeah. Well, like a, it, a business it?
2: relationship back then, wasn't it? And mm. it, like I didn't know you then. I would have been probably three or four.
1: Yeah. Well, I was. Yeah. I was six. Just six. I think when I first yeah. got a bike. Yeah.
2: Um. And I, like dad says now, didn't he? He tells me the story and he was like, oh, you know, I think you were going to get into go-karting, weren't you? We tried go-karting and football, didn't work out. No. Um, And I think dad said to your dad, come on, get Danny down to Latchington, which is local. He said, you know, and you were like, oh. Dad was like, well, you know, you can come watch him crashing. You were like, oh, yeah. Like red flag (laughs) straight away, hey. Um, But yeah, no, it's, it's it's a small world, but obviously the small things that happened back then have obviously generated a lot of success for yourself, eh? Hey?
1: Mm, yeah, but then obviously we go, so we talk through the years, obviously you had a successful motocross career. You was probably on the brink, obviously juniors all the way up, but you was actually on the brink of being able to turn professional, weren't you? Because you'd done that first year We had to qualify for the British and you had a really good year. At this point, I was already riding in Tarmac, weren't I, a few, yeah. quite a few years. I was already riding for Nick, weren't I, MSS? So that would
2: have been 2010. Yeah, and... and um 2011 was my last year oh, okay. at, at motocross, uh, and that was so obviously did sort of 50cc, 65s, 65s weren't a great sort of um, category for me. Small you started getting better five. and better,
1: didn't you? And then you got on the big bike,
2: yeah, and did like the the um, elite youth cup with like the Red Bull Pro Nationals as it was called back then, and then um, a lot of the supercross stuff throughout my junior career, uh, or arena cross um, as it was here, and absolutely love the oh, arena I loved cross. That. Yeah, you know, I remember 2000. I think it was. 2008, don't quote me on that, might have been 09, but um, at the 02, um, dad had been away, um, we'd been away on holiday for quite a few weeks, got back and he was like, right come on, let's go and do it, and we'd, we'd, we'd already signed up and run a, a brand new bike in throughout the day, and there were long days the arena crosses, like you'd start at like 8 o'clock and the main event, if you made it, was like, sometimes like 11 o'clock at night, and uh, we run the bike in, um, got tangled up in qualifying, had to go to the LCQ, the last chance qualifier, qualified literally last in the LCQ, like head had gone. Um, last gate pick, literally got the whole shot, led nearly the whole race, and yeah. got cross-rutted on the last lap. And it was like the one that got away, I could have had like, it was like a year's worth of van shoes. And it was like, wow, like how cool would that have been?
1: For a kid, that's a But maker, it was never yeah.
2: intended to be professional. Like nothing was ever intended to be professional. Um, and then, yeah, like moved up to the to um, the big bikes, on, on well, I say big bikes, 250s back then. And that was a year that kind of happened by mistake because I was meant to be doing the Nationals first year on the 250. Um, but the team I rode for, uh, which was Colchester, Colchester Kawasaki um, in 2011, obviously that's where it was coming quite close there, again, so, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And that's where our relationship, I guess, kind of re, re, sort of revitalized itself. But you were doing the superbikes with mm. MSS who so we were in the same building. I was doing uh, motocross with um, the team manager, a guy called Chris Endine at the time. Fantastic year. Uh, But it was a year that happened by mistake because I was meant to be doing the Nationals, but the uh, Eastern Centre Championship started um, earlier than the Nationals. So we went and done one. I was a junior in the junior category, and I think I won the first round, and it was like, oh, okay, well, (laughs) kind of points leader now. Um, And we didn't really do many Nationals. We literally did the Eastern Centre Championship, and honestly, it was one of my favourite years I've ever had riding a motorbike. Um, We had such a great community um, within the team. We literally parked up, and we had, like, the big marquee, um we had one of the riders luke he's his nan used to come she used to make like the best victoria sponge cake you ever do Stuart, um my teammate at the time like his family used to be there set it up mark lee um the, the whole shebang dad would be there like proper Just family f- proper like, yeah. family like run team obviously chris um was uh, Dean was the guy that sort of run the team for colchester at the time um and then that was the transition to uh, um superbike i guess you could say because mm. I always remember the motocross shop was upstairs. Nick MSS was upstairs around the corner. And I, I remember um, he said, oh, you, you know, you were trying to push me in it for years. You? My dad kept saying to house. your dad, you need to come over here. You need to come over here. You could not need to come over
1: here. Like you need to come short circuit. But I think you should just go back because Eastern Centre, what I don't know if people listening know, but Eastern Centre, you have to score a certain amount of points in Eastern Centre. And then you can get promoted to go and do the MX, obviously the MX2 British, championship which is the equivalent to our bsb isn't it and that was something and that was quite an achievement because you managed to do that quite quickly didn't you and yeah you would have qualified to go professional motocross next year
2: yeah and that was always the plan Mm. literally that was always the plan qualify got my points to become expert which is what you needed at at the time i don't know if you need it now but um you needed at the time um did a couple of throughout the year as well they did like these mixed races where the youth would in the youth i think you had like a b c d um and a being the highest one the 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 category of A um, juniors, but they did these mixed races where you would go in with the four fifties, well, uh, uh, or the experts, so they could be two fifties, they could be four fifties. A lot of them were four fifties, and they were great. Like you'd be going around Blacksall pits, quite a sand, you know, oh, quite I mean heavy sand track, fantastic yeah. circuit. But well, circuit that sounds very like yeah. superbike, doesn't it? But like so, track, yeah. Um, on the two fifty, like literally ringing n- the neck off it to try and keep up the experts in the four fifties, and had some honestly had some amazing, amazing races. Um, but yeah, that that was like, that was unfortunately, like, that was the end of the motocross career, really. It mm. was like quite abrupt.
1: Yeah, and you started, obviously, you went right back to the start, as well, you have to in any, yeah, co- in any I mean, career change, that was, weren't it? Yeah,
2: like, your dad was obviously pushing like mad. So we, we went and bought um, uh, an Aprilia Super Teen, my only ever sort I've of two that. straight. Yeah, i yeah, you had two of, straight, um, yeah. Your friend's Jesse. Yeah, Jesse Jones, and yeah. um, which I think actually was your old bike. I think it might have been my yeah, old yeah. bike originally, yeah. Um, and then we went to Cartagena, didn't we? Hardly we did because we used to always do. Yeah, one lady owner. <laughs> <laughs> we used to do motocross trips, didn't we? Um, and we sort of teed this one trip up so we would do. I think it was three days Cartagena, three days motocross. Hmm. Um, and I absolutely loved it. I had a set of uh, Leon Hunt's LNS leathers, full <laughs> kangaroo. Beck still and
1: borrowed anything just to get by, just to yeah, get the track. Yeah, literally.
2: And, and like he'd already got the, the knee sliders scuffed up, so yeah. I put duct tape. I remember it, silver duct tape over it, and I was like, right, I just want to get my knee down. A Cartagena. And um, literally the last day, I'd given up on getting my knee down. It weren't happening. Um, and the last day through the like the, the first sector, through the chicane, just I was like, wow. Wow, I went wow. through that far too quick. Yeah, and, and, and I can't really remember now, but basically we come back and, and, and Nick Morgan said, oh, how was that, Geese? And I was yeah. like, oh, it was mega. And he was oh, well, you know, what, what are you thinking? And I was like, well, I'm, I'm doing MXY2 next year, mm. motocross again. Like, you said, got qualified for it. We're going to carry on with Coach to Kawasaki. And I remember him literally, walk, this was like all a passing conversation walking down the stairs, and he was like, oh, that's a shame, Geese. He said, I thought you was going to be Danny's little protege. And it literally rung. Like, I was like, oh, okay. And obviously, you'd see the super bikes. It was Gary Mason, Stuart Easton at the time. Yeah, that was the yeah. And the, like the bikes, it was like wow, like that's that's a. That's and we was
1: always around bike. the bikes, weren't we? Because we was always at MSS, always at the yeah. ha- like the HQ where the race bikes were prepared. Yeah. so we was always there, weren't we? And obviously, at the time I was racing stock thousands, and then obviously this is the conversation with Nick. Yeah, and I planted think, the seed. Yeah, he, yeah, he seed. did,
2: and it was like literally planting that seed, and and it was like a real like last minute swap, and basically Bemzy were ho- hosting a um, an open day at Brands Hatch at the at the Kentigan. And Kawasaki had just released this Ninja 250 and it was then going to be the new t- Ninja 250 Cup. So I think your dad said, like, go along, go and have a look. And I remember going along and I was like, Why? and it was such a different environment. Like, you could wear nice trainers. Like, it's they clean. weren't they no. weren't getting covered in mud. The bikes are clean. Yeah.
1: Everything's clean. Your levers stay clean, bearing in mind if you would have know, smashed a thing yeah, up. Yeah, I, uh, I
2: mean, like, you've got quite a few dirty sets of levers. I have one you? behind me. Yeah, I just had a little look at that. It's only the one. Although Taz has also got a scuffed hand. Oh, I know, like, I did it happens. have three crashes at you anyway. It's yeah. about something else. Yeah. Moving on. Awkward. But, um, yeah, no. So, and it, like being in there, I was like, wow, like this bike's a proper proper machine. And then, like, sitting on it, and the guy come over, he's like, oh, do you mind if I get some pictures of you on it? And I was like, well, like you can do. And he's like, oh, yeah. he said, um, oh, yeah, like they'll, they'll be in like magazine. I don't remember what magazine. I think I got it at home. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, no, they'll be in this magazine, like Kawasaki UK, Benzier launching this new thing. I was like, all oh, right. I was like, wow, like, and we come away from that, and it was like, this is proper. Mm. And Dad was like, well, oh, you know, do you fancy giving it a go? And I said, like, I do, and I genuinely, and, I, and I honestly, I'm not just saying this, but like, I said to Dad, I was like, I do, but, like, it's so expensive, like, yeah. so expensive. And obviously, like, I guess my Dad got hooked in a bit. Like, he'd seen people show a bit of interest <laughs> in me. And I remember him saying, like, oh, mate, look, like, if you had a choice, if money wasn't an option, what would you do? And I was like, oh, I think I'd like to give it a go, Dad. It's like proper put him in a bad situation and I <laughs> like, sell everything. Yeah. daddy, I want to do this. Yeah, no, yeah. And he were not like that, no, but he was no, like genuinely yeah. like, would you like to give it a go? And, and we did and we joined Bemsy in another one of my best ra- like years racing. Such a fantastic community, such a great club. And they really took me under their wing, I think because of the relationship with you, obviously. You, well, it's just a mega club to be a yeah, part of, weren't it? it and just, you having yeah. that relationship with them back yeah. in the day. So they sort of took me under their wing. They knew that we didn't know what to do. Like my first race, Snetterton, we went out, right? And uh, I think I finished second in my first ever race. There was a young guy that I came across who didn't end up. The, I don't think the championship allowed him to do it in the in in, in, the, in the end because he'd had racing experience at the time. It was meant to be like a rookie thing. Yeah. So I finished second to him, and I was like, wow, like this this was cool. And And uh, someone come over and they were like, oh, like what tire pressures you running? That was like, what do you mean? Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, he was like, well, just whatever. Like Rod Harwin at the yeah. time. He's like, well, whatever Rod set him to. No, like, no, no, like. What did you set them, like, hot yeah. pressures? And Dad was like, I haven't. 45 PSI. Now, what, what we'd done, <laughs> mm. Dad had, like, we'd got the new tyres put on, Rod they had done it, but obviously they'd, they'd popped the bead, right? Well, obviously you meant to set your tyre pressures, didn't they? Mm. We hadn't. We hadn't, we didn't know that was a thing. It was like, well, what do you mean? Like, the professional's done the tyres. Like, that's perfect, right? <laughs> like, honestly, and I went out <laughs> and I'd done this race. With, like, tyre pressures, we had no idea. Like, rock, rock solid. Luckily, it didn't crash. And also, the other thing is, well... I think it was that same person I was like, oh, like, have you worked out like you feel a lamp? That was like, no, he won't run out though. I've topped it up. He'd brimmed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd yeah, brimmed yeah, yeah, the bike. Yeah, yeah. I had tyres with like tyre pressures that were just ludicrous. And it was like like proper baptism of fire. And like dad that always had such experience in motocross, like, and good experience too, it would always help someone out, especially at club racing. He'd be like, oh, you know, have you tried this, I'm getting arm pump. Like dad had a bit like good, quite good like background knowledge there. But like road racing, he was like, I have no Not idea. Not a clue. Uh, and that series went um, obviously Bemzy, but we had like a round at BSB, um, which was like round two, but it was round two, but the first point scoring round. The Snitterton was like non-point scoring or something like that.
1: Was that Snitterton where I smashed myself up with the hit chicane? Do you uh, remember, I got took out, and the bike was m- thick mud. No, I was no this, thick this mud. was Bemsy. Snitterton yeah. was Bemsey. Oh, I didn't know if I was on a club race there. Oh, no, I don't think I would have been. No, I think that was the one when you come to watch that. Well, weekend. I remember. Yeah, so that was when I was doing yeah. motocross. So that yeah. was like a
2: few years before. I had I'm a, I up. had a broken knee. Yeah, oh, that um, was it. I do remember that. Yeah. now, yeah. And you just, I think you were on the 400. You just got on the 600. 600. Literally, come along to watch you race, um, and it was it, it, it was absolutely humping down with rain, and both times you come back absolutely covered. Mate, I was
1: so. I got took out of the chicane. <laughs> Mate, you crashed and just took me out. I was so dirty. But I remember it and I was yeah. like,
2: he's crashed. But I was like, where, where is he now then? Because obviously motocross, you crash, you get back up and you go again. Yeah, you can't there. Just and you just come waiting. back, mate. Absolutely. And, mate. and obviously that was where I like, met Paul Neal, who's like, turned out to be like, a real lifelong friend. Yeah. Who's like, his dad was your mechanic at the time. Oh, Paul he was raced. my mechanic as well. Paul, and I raced against him. Yeah. Them. And obviously back then they were both racing on the 400s. Like, big what, Kev. Yeah. What? Big big Kev. Yeah. What a, what a great like group of people you yeah. meet. Um, that was it. Yeah, that was going back a bit. So that was then. Um, But yeah, like the first points going around BSB, Brands Hatch uh, for this Ninja 250 Cup went out and I think I won both races and like by quite a significant margin as well. And uh, the series was sponsored by an insurance firm back then that sponsored Shakey's team, PBM. Um, So there was like, there was a bit of a tie there and it was like, wow, like all these garages and it was like the lights. It was like being in Hollywood. Um, And it was just like, there was so much more like opportunity. It was like motocross was great and I still like I've got such a passion for it like I don't ride as much I haven't ridden for a couple of years which is sad but obviously like priorities and growing up now and like having to pay for everything yourself yeah. like I think that's the biggest thing as well like
1: I hate motocross now because I hate cleaning
2: my bike after so, yeah like they just, the just did that didn't they Like in it, my it, garage yeah it would be like muddy as hell like freezing cold and I literally would get home and like run in and like eat yeah he's... like dad was out there busting his balls off like jet washing the bike like he loved it and I think it's the memories like that it's Hello, the bonding in
1: it man? as well like you go and race with your son like thinking of it now like me and Brody, it'd be mega like yeah. you go and spend the weekend with your son it's like it's what like dad's dream of really isn't it you know
2: honestly like the quality time we had was was great mm. and then like obviously we got the at home so it'd be weekends away and you know, like we'd park up all the way up to BSB and it's like, all oh, right, should we put the kettle on? Yeah. Love will have a of tins, Me notoriously
1: coming into your motorhome and dumping and just leaving it and your yeah. dad just being fuming about it. Yeah, him. like
2: before we even set the cassette up, we <laughs> literally turned up at a track. Obviously, you have to set the cassette Why toilet Why would I, I
1: borrow your toilet, though? The audacity
2: of it. Why would I not just use mine? We always had a motorhome. No, it was it was at Tony Moto was the track at the time. I <laughs> don't remember. And we pulled up. We had a converted sprinter. <laughs> he just jumped in, didn't he? He was like, oh, dad, I, really to- I don't think Dad was in there. I was like, just left a log what and just left, mate, and it stunk. I remember it. I don't ever got a very good memory, as I said earlier, but I do remember that.
1: It just cracks you up with your dad, yeah. Just a notorious, just a dumping
2: in people's motorhomes.
1: Always. And we broke just the door. Do you remember? Yeah, fighting each other the in Spain.
2: To Spain. So dad and Jim would yeah. drive out in, in that same convert We used to have the
1: inverter, like. didn't we, and used to play the PlayStation all the way with to the to ballets. Spain. Yeah, yeah. And the hay bows. We used to play the PlayStation the whole way there, didn't we? Like yeah. MX versus ATV. And that was it. And
2: Grand Theft Auto. And Grand Theft Auto. Really responsible parents that they were. Shit
1: parents, mate. They must have been.
2: <laughs> and uh, I think you locked me in the toilet and then I was trying to get out and we literally snapped the door off the hinges, Yeah, that weren't good, yeah. Paley was man. in the front, your yeah. sister. Catching yeah. flies, still got but a video But that's what it used
1: out. to be. We used to just go motocross. We used to, oh, yeah. It just used to be a mega... Thing didn't it? That like was my dad was chairman of the championship. Your dad then became uh, like chairman of the championship, and it was just always. And then obviously our dads got into business together, and it's just always been a thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's funny yeah. how life has been. And it literally just ramped literally up. literally cannot get rid of you. Nah. No. And now we're business partners. Yeah. Anyway, we'll talk about that after. But yeah, so then obviously you went into um
2: yeah, so you done that year. Didn't did a new did, Ninja 250? Um, yeah, out. where'd you end up? Did you? I did won. It? Yeah, yeah. It won the championship, and it was like wow, like what an opportunity. And like Kawasaki, I had the link with Kawasaki back because of the motocross. Yeah. And they were going to support me in the motocross. And then we'd spoke to them like prior to the move. And we were like, oh, like, would you be able to support us like doing this? And they were like, well. Hold
0: up. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash achieve today.
2: We kind of can't because, because it's a one-make series, it was Kawasaki series. Like, and I get it now. Like they couldn't be biased. They couldn't and just give someone a buy. Yeah, no. Yeah. But they said, but if you do it, the winner of that year won a 600. So so fortunate, like not not lucky, like fortunate, so fortunate. Like we had such a great year, won the championship, won the 600. Um, and at that time you were doing the Chris Walker race school. So I did a couple of them to get my first double on the 600. And at that point, Chris was looking to uh, Chris Walker was looking to run a rider in Stock 600. Oh, he, shit,
1: I remember that now. He yeah. just run
2: Lee Jackson. Lee, yeah, I think, yeah, won the championship. Yeah. Moving on to Stock Thousand or whatever he went to. Um, and got picked up. It's got like, timing, isn't it? It's yeah. Like perfect yeah. timing. So, and really? I think a lot of this game is I think a lot of it's right place, right time, yeah. right face, right passport, especially like Especially work GP, you know. Yeah. 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 Um, and had a, yeah, had obviously first experiences on the 600. Loved it. I was like, wow, this is, this is, like, this is pre cool. And like, this is like, this is fast. Was that before or after
1: you broke your collarbone showing off into the hairpin? I
2: no, no. Yeah. So that was, this, this was before this oh, was my first oh, yeah. experience. Yeah. So that was before the showing off. <laughs> I wasn't there yet. You, know, you I have to didn't pay have for the, the damage blades. of the bike? I don't think I did. <laughs> did well, I would Dad. have done anyway, but I don't think Dad did, did he, either. For, so it's fair to shout out to Chris.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's actually he's actually going to pull
2: that invoice up now. If he he will. Yeah, to. thanks for that. Yeah. But um, no, did the Chris Walker race school? Yeah, yeah uh, a couple of times, and and qualified as such and, and obviously so I won the bike with Kawasaki. Chris run me that year in 600 straight into BSB like proper baptism of That fire. is a
1: big old jump though really because you've gone from like motocross to like a club championship that done a couple of BSB races to BSB Superstock
2: 6 which is mental Yeah and I was very fortunate with a, like Chris Walker in your, in your corner like yeah. serious like, yeah. and, I, and, I, and it's really bad because I guess I sort of took it for granted because my heroes are motocrossers still are Anyone at BSB or it? I didn't know. I knew you. No,
1: we didn't know, did we? we just grew up. No, just, I knew you, and yeah. I knew
2: Gary Mason because he had the same surname as my first name. Yeah. Like, how cool is that? Yeah, you know, and and they were rock stars. Um, and obviously then you get to know like Shaky Burn, like winning BSB and stuff like that. And it was like, oh, okay, like yeah. So we had a, a an awning made, and cr- we we run as like the Chris Walker Race School. Um, had a an enjoyable year, but results wise, like a bit naive, I guess. Like serious talent there. Where did you end up? Don't know. I don't know that. I, don't, I genuinely don't know uh, position-wise that first year. Um, but it took a couple of years for me in stock. Mm. So I did that year. End of that year, you were working with a guy called Andrew Pitt, mm. where a lot of people in the racing community will know. Um, he was sort of helping you Got on race Got me a check.
1: Guys. Crew chief, so just cook for me, make yeah. me eat the right food, because um, I probably didn't eat at the time.
2: Yeah, actually, and tell a lie, actually, Andrew come in the year. Before, so Andrew did come in the year on the 250, because it, we did a wild card at Donington Park World Superbike. You were on Stock 1000 with Nick. Um, and my bike at that point was, on the 250, was Colchester Kawasaki MSS supported. So um, Andrew was working for you. And that was when, like, the, Andrew got introduced to dad. And as I said, dad had no experience in road racing. No. So he really, like, in the end was like, Andrew, like, can you please, please help, help my son? Yeah. Um, and that was when the relationship with Andrew Pitt started. Mm. So, yeah, so I, in fairness, I had Chris Walker in my corner and Andrew Pitt, like, seriously. World like, Supersport like, champion twice. Yeah, and, like, yeah, it's mad. I didn't have a clue at the no. time. I didn't know. Like, my dad, we were driving to Cabral Park once. My dad was like, like, Andrew, like, don't take this the wrong way. Like, I don't actually know what you've done, like, who you are mm. And Andrew said today, he was like, do you know what? Like, I love it that way. That's great. Like, it weren't, it weren't, weren't a, an insult. Mm. Um, and we've built such a, like, a great family relationship now with, with Andrew and, and the, the kids and the mm. family uh, out in uh, Italy. And that's, like, the Premier Helmet sponsorship. That's where that came yeah. from. The RST link with, um, you know, I've been in Premier Helmets and RST since day dot. Um, because of Andrew yeah, p- he and paved the way didn't he kind yeah, of, yeah with Johnny Towers at RST like mm. they've I've been so, I have been so well looked after and there's so many people to thank throughout my career that have got me to where I mm. am now um uh, through the support of these people so Chris yeah. and Andrew and I had a bit of a yeah like my 600 career was relatively steady um and then I rode for RST Trick Moto was at the time in 600s, and I think I grabbed the podium at Snetterton. It was like, oh, okay, like, cool
1: red and white bike. That was a nice bike, though, yeah, yeah, like yeah. That.
2: Um, and um, like that year, you had like Andy Reid, Kyle Ride, and mm. I think Carl went on to win the championship. Top three had to move up, and like the following year, is um, we always run ourselves. And a guy called Paul Russo was like, Oh, he like he came up and was like, Look, I'm, i run, he was AP, yeah. I'm gonna run my own team. Would you like to be a part? And like the problem is like my dad had bankrolled everything mm. um and i didn't again naive didn't know this like what do you mean like no just, you don't you friendly, don't it? know it you just, don't know you yeah. just rock up your mum, your go dad, to school yeah. and just go then racing. go ride on the yeah. weekends like what's, what's yeah. money like yeah. um and i've never ever been one. i've never had pocket money never been one to be like oh dad can i have money like i sort of i did bmx and stuff relatively inexpensive mm. like obviously the bike would cost money but that was christmas presents or whatever not to be overlooked but like got bought yeah for exactly me. yeah i didn't see the transactions no. happen Whatever don't think um, you do as a kid, do you? You just think, no. you just And I'm so grateful for that. Hmm. But like the Russo thing was like, oh, like we, you know, we think Mason could do well next year. We'd like you to write for the, like him to write for the team. Um but it was like money up front. So and you got paid like, for the privilege. You got paid for yeah. the ride, right? Which was one of the best moves we did, like bike racing, road racing, super bike racing wise. But that that was a lot of money. But I like, didn't realise he'd spent so much money. But because he was spending it, you know, and he had a had the business with your dad as mm. well that again i didn't realize pretty much his involvement was to pay for racing yeah um <coughs> uh, in 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 the end and like he, you know his life was on hold mate like nothing it was me and him like bike racing bike racing bike racing um and i think as well like mum dad split up at that time as well like and and it was like it was my dad's out um like and it it took me away from all that happening yeah. and 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 you know everything's turned out how it has now which is which is great everyone's happy but obviously, back then, like I was just bike racing. Yeah. Literally, did school. You know, I didn't concentrate enough at school. wasn't interested in school, which is a shame. Like, obviously, should in hindsight, should have done better. Like, would like to have done better. Would like to have absorbed more. But especially for our life now.
1: Yeah. I wish I had did certain things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm,
2: like, it's a crash course now, isn't it? Like, mm. with, with, with obviously our business now. But it's like just did motocross. Mm. Like, just live for the weekends. My school were, were very lucky going back to motocross. I was very lucky with school because they really supported me they'd let me have the occasional day to go riding but i had to have a tutor so a tutor would put me up and mm. i'd do and obviously like that helped me with my gcse's and stuff so supportive so obviously like big shout out to king john school um for shout back then. Out. yeah and, oh, la, la. and yeah and like the, the evening echo for getting the write-ups and stuff <laughs> like that It was like wow that's
1: eric isn't it was that yeah, eric yeah doing it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, eric. yeah still going now still going strong eric yeah He's on the old on the old write-ups yeah
2: so um did all that and, and stuff like that which was great but um sort of yeah lost track of where we are now but you was at the trick motor yeah Trick my Russo Racing, yeah, pay up front. Racing. Yeah, pay, yeah. And then, funnily enough, sort of come back together with Paul Neal, who was your mechanic, stuff like that. He was my mechanic. Yeah. Um, and it was like, what a great year. Like, we did like Spanish testing. Like, wow. Like, oh, I
1: love them days. It wasn't yeah, just track so days. Sick. Like, we'd
2: go there and I had Andy White from K's Olin's, was like, right, we're going to tr- try this. We're going to go long with the bike. We're going to go short with the bike. Higher, low. Like, yeah, see what you like. like. We're like, this is actually testing. Um, and did like, Cartagena did Almeria. Mm. Fell in love with Al Maria. Got a really great relationship with Dave Garcia yeah. now and Al Maria. Like, w- you know, how that transpired was great. Like, would let me go out there and ride for the years to come. About like Tito. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. Tito, like, l- is yeah. it genuinely the same? Like, I was actually riding Tito's old bike, at the yeah. Honda, which not a lot of people knew about at the time mm. because in a sense, you know, not to grasp myself up, but like I was Kawasaki contracted. Yeah. But it would like I would rather no one was there. So it'd be yeah, the but mornings. it didn't matter if he was riding it, you weren't promoting it. So I wasn't promoting really it. A, it, illegal illegal such, it was mornings, it was occasional lunchtimes when he built yeah. the new Andalusia circuit. I just have to have a marshal up there with me. Yeah. And I could go and ride the track. Like again, how lucky was I? I know. Like it was it was great. Yeah. Massively took it for granted. And would go and stay in Mahaka for a couple of months, but we're getting ahead. But um Sanders, yeah. So I think I won like the first four races in a row. And it was like setting lap like records. Like they'd built me such a good bike. Yeah, and you just felt like comfortable in that environment. So comfortable, yeah. had a great suspension technician, a great mechanic, a great team manager. Like Paul was. If anyone got to ride for Paul, like they were lucky. Because he was such a good guy. Like, wasn't there for the money, didn't want to rinse people's pockets. Like, there's too many people out there. He put his now.
1: life and soul into it, didn't he? Away from the track, the bikes were the ha- I don't well, think yeah. his
2: house, I think his house is only just being finished because it was he would yeah. when he had time, he was working on the bikes. Um you know, so many, you know, great memories that year. That was the NMT No Limits yeah. the track day company. They sponsored the team. Um, Russo Racing Kawasaki won the championship mega. And it was like, well, okay, this could then be a career. Where do we go? Where yeah. do we go? And Kawasaki still in, like was was a, a heavy part of the backing for me. Went to GearLink to Supersport. GearLink were having like an absolutely outstanding run at that point. It was Ben Wilson and Glenn Irwin. Um, and... You know, so like that year in Stock 600, it was me, uh, won the championship. Taz Mac, obviously, Brad Ray, Joe Francis, Ben Curry. Like it was a stacked year, um, like super competitive and so much fun. No, not Glenn. Uh, Billy McConnell
1: and, and that Mossy. They were no, this is Super Stock. Yeah, so okay. I'm talking Super Stock. So oh, okay, yeah, I went yeah, forward sorry, and yeah, come yeah, back. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Super Stock, and then um, obviously we all moved up, uh, yeah. and Andy Irwin as well. We yeah. all moved up to Super Sport together. Um, and again like Uber like it, it was stacked out again stacked straight out. Out, like yeah. you had the TTC bike with Joe Francis yeah um, good teams yeah, yeah I think Andy Reid may have been on it then obviously yeah. like he was hampered quite a lot with injuries Taz was on the Staff Academy 600 Yeah, he obviously went on to win the championship I was on the Gearlink bike
1: Brad was on his own fab racing bike yeah which was Steve Bones that, as well and he still
2: did quite a good job on that didn't he yeah. great job like for a, for a, like in super sport remember you three just battling hard everywhere. yeah yeah like literally taking lumps out of each yeah. other um, like another really, really fun year. Andy Irwin came in to be my teammate about a third of the way of the year in. Um, we had a, a good laugh because he's, you know what Andy's like, yeah. he's just loose, isn't he? Yeah. Puts his helmet on and he's just loose. Uh, Chrissy Rouse as well was in the class okay, in, yeah. in, in, in stock and stuff like that. So like, we all sort of moved up together. Um, and unfortunately that year for myself, like we had like eight DNFs. Um, I think one of them was like a crash. So we had a lot of, um, lot of a lot of technicals, a lot of technicals. And yeah, it was a shame really because um, I feel like we could have been a lot more competitive, but at the end of the day, like you'll know what it's like you sign a contract for the year. And that's, that's, you know, I'm very, I like and to you don't know I'm, what's going to come either. Do you I? don't know what's going to come. And like, in fairness, like I crashed, mm. it, you know, and I might've crashed in non point scoring rate, like qualifying and stuff. Yeah. You know, you, you can't F and Jeff, like the team, no, don't F and Jeff and you season, when you do that. Yeah, it's yeah. a team thing. You know, and we did okay. I think we could have done a lot better. Um, But then obviously went to Stock 1000. Like every year was like boom, 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 boom. Yeah, straight in. You didn't really stay much in many. No, I did one year in Stock 1000. And and to be honest, I'm kind of, at the time, I was glad I did one year because the class did intimidate me. You were racing in it. We had Cooper. Richard Cooper, Michael Rutter at the time, a little bit younger back then. I think Hutchie
1: uh, was he even doing a couple of rounds now and again. I think I he don't know. No, he
2: might have done. Can't he might have done. Memory's yeah. quite bad. James Rospoli, yeah, was when fs three started up. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, he was on their stock bike, um, and that was that was mega. Yeah. Like that was pucker. That was like I remember getting on. I actually did a test for Paul Russo at the, at the end of the Super Sport year because he was running a, a stock because I obviously rode for Paul Stock Six when Gearling, and Paul was still running. And I first rode the ZX10 in Cartagena because he had had a year of a lot of riders jumping off of it, um, like crashing, but also moving away because they, they didn't think the bike, how the geometry of it was, worked.
1: Oh, done me head. Oh, that's the first thing that he said to me, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, remember? sounds like, you don't he, work. No. The so he asked me to come right.
2: out to, uh, to Cartagena. I absolutely fell in love with it. Yeah. I was like, wow, like I can see now. Like, my first memory of going to Cartagena was that time on the Aprilia Super 10. You were there on obviously your ZX10. Yeah. And Dan Limford was there and it was on the Sorry Mate Honda. And I remember that thing coming out the final corner. Like he had a traction control and anti wheelie back then. And like he was wheeling <laughs> out rah, the last rah, corner. Rah, rah, rah. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, I felt like that then. Yeah. I was like, got on the Stock 1000. I was like, this is This, this is a bit of me, yeah. Wanted to do it. Didn't end up working out a deal with Paul Russo in the end, which was a shame, but went to the South Connect team. That bike was brilliant. Like that was a really, it was the, the first year of the new upgraded ZX10 yeah. RR. Um, like we do, we still didn't have the benefit of being able to change the head angle, which was what everyone was moaning about. But the bike, the the, the staff guys had put a really, really good brand new. No, the bikes package. were good, yeah, weren't it? Yeah, the bike. That bike yeah. was was great. Um, new team environment for me, like we first time now, like we're in a proper like they have a super bike in a garage, like hospitality awning, yeah. which I run out of. Wow, like and went to um, progressed quite quickly actually through that. I think the first round like 7th or 5th and 7th, but it was also the year of yeah, the... But that's still strong though, really. Yeah, and that was the year of the endurance racing. I don't know if you oh, remember. Oh, I loved that. Yeah, yeah, that was literally, yeah. The 50 miler was it? Yeah, I loved that. Or?
1: Yeah, the first round at Donington, weren't it? It was the yeah, double yeah. race. Oh, I loved it. that,
2: yeah. Um, but like I then... won it. Yeah, I didn't. But <laughs> but that, but that I remember you were saying, like Stock 1000, you always thought, ah, oh, you know... Stock thousand, like you're working your way up. But I remember you always saying you you took for granted how Stock Thousand superbike riders were in.
1: Yeah, well I had already gone up at that point and come back down. You were yo-yoing. So I won the Stock Thousand in 14 and that was 17, wasn't it? I yeah. come back to it. So yeah. I went Superbike for two years, come back to Stock Thousand because it kind of rekindled, well, it rekindled my career anyway. But yeah, but then and then obviously you was coming through. So it was quite a good like mix like, yeah, again yeah. of like either you either going up or you can come back down and, and obviously and it was weird as well because I'm now
2: racing with a kid I used to play knockdown ginger with. Yeah, like it was just no. It's good though. I think yeah, you learnt a lot, didn't you? That so year? much. Yeah. And I was very fortunate because obviously you would help me. Like never we set up because we're so different the way we set bikes yeah. up or anything like that. But but like if it would be like a bit of a toe in a qualifying session or something like that, like you were, in fairness you were always there for me. Um, and then Alton Park, uh, we had a really drizzly race, and I had decided to stay on the drives. Oh, I remember that race now. Yeah, um, I think you got Tay Did you get taken out? In that race? I don't know. I had
1: a problem with the bike. You know, I I pulled out the race because they the front with the front Oh, no, it was the the front tyre.
2: Yeah. So a lot of people went wet, but it was drizzling. Yeah. And I think, yeah, you pulled out because you had a problem with the front I spindle. Had something with a spring yeah, yeah, yeah. or a tire or and suspension. And I stayed on dryers, yeah. very like one of very few that did. I yeah. think me and Rispoli did.
1: Yeah, and I watched Rispoli crash at the last turn. And the last turn, I was right behind him. Um, I just got but, back to the motorhome as I literally walked to
2: the motorhome. I heard.
0: Yeah, and
1: I was literally right behind really,
2: Rispoli. and um, he we we're about half race distance. Yeah, thing, so like won the race, and I was like, oh my god, did like, you win it? Yeah, I won it. Yeah, again. that's
1: mental. Oh, yeah, that's good,
2: yeah, won the race, and that was like that was cool. That yeah. was like Alton Park, top step of the podium, and Alton Park as well. Like a track I never really say I'd liked. But I always tend to do well. Like I got the lap record on the stock 600. I think it might even still be there. Um, what tyres did you have? I had dryers. So I stayed dryers. Yeah. the really cut slicks, the dryers. Um, and it was a proper gamble. And to be honest with you, it was more my peace of mind of like, well, everyone's faffing about. Like, it was a... it was. Like, it could have gone either way. Like mm. look at Jack Miller in MotoGP. GP. Like it's kind of one of them calls when you make it and it works, you're a hero. You've got to make it, I think, sometimes. Yeah. And keep the heat in them and stuff yeah. like that. So we did that and great, won the race. And then like Snetterton, I remember battling, that was the endurance race. It was yeah. Cooper was leading, I was second, you and then Rutter, Yeah. Cooper started running out of fuel. Um, or or pretty much did run out of fuel, I think. Yeah. I then started my bike started to surge, like because it was the first year of it, wasn't it? It was actually an emptied,
1: and it was and it was because it was Snetter, and it was so wide open
2: everywhere. Yeah, and like hot. No as one well. knew about the fuel consumption, did no. they? No, and um, I remember like my bike started to surge, so I'm like starting to roll off. And you come past, I was like, oh, I don't believe it. This is mega. I but remember. I'm the best thing about that race. Okay, you won it. I obviously. ran out of fuel on the in nap. Yeah, my well, bike like, was going. <laughs> right, was like, yeah, the yeah, best but, thing about yeah. that, obviously, not great. Like I was leading the race, didn't win it. You won it, I got second. But I remember coming in and uh, you were like, God, you you were pushing on. Yeah And you was like oh, You know Yeah because I was pushing
1: I was doing some rapid lap times And I couldn't I couldn't catch her No So you was like "Well, you, I was gaining like
2: Small amounts on you And I was yeah. like Fuck me you're pushing on And, and uh, then yeah, You like Obviously you won the race I think we was walking back Down the pit lane You was going back to your garage And your mum was there And that was when We was having that conversation And you was like Oh yeah you was pushing on And, and your mum was like Yeah yeah he's got the lap record And I like, and I, was like, oh. I, was like oh. I was like Oh well it's Plenty a bit of fame a bit, like, oh. a bit of a scalp Yeah I won uh, the race But you won the Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but You won yeah. the battle
1: I won the war Yeah
2: <laughs> And like that was great. Like, no, that was good. Stock 1000 was good. And I'd like, if there was ever a series I'd like to go back into, obviously, I'd like to go like, get a proper opportunity in Superbike. But Stock 1000 again, I'd like yeah. to do that
1: because it's still it's mad competitive every year, it's competitive. Yeah.
2: Um, and I don't think there's been a year it ain't. Yeah. No, and I went I went straight to Superbike, mm. um, and with, with the same team. And oh, it was glamorous, it looked good. It yeah, wasn't a good, it wasn't a good at that point. Tommy Bridewell had been on the bike
1: and did nothing on it, so. To me, without, I'm not slagging people off, but at the end of the day, at that point, that bike weren't competitive. No, and it's something I don't want to do Like in here, like I'd never speak badly. No, it didn't work. No,
2: it didn't work. It didn't work. And it didn't suit you that
1: year, did it? If you'd no. have invested in stock fail that year in
2: hindsight, wouldn't you? Like, so many, you know, there's so many variables to go fast. Always. Yeah. Crew, um, machinery, backup, yeah. support, bike, you know, what products, especially supervisors. So
1: much can go into especially it, especially So super much can bike. go wrong.
2: Yeah, so much can go wrong. And, and you know, in hindsight, it wasn't the, in, in hindsight it wasn't the best move no. for me to do but you made the
1: move and you had a go and that's it yeah. you, took, you took the gamble
2: like yeah and like in fairness like i did a year in superbike that's pretty cool yeah results weren't great and injured myself uh, um, oh mate
1: alton park that was a big crash Cavill park yeah. turn one was a big crash I remember seeing that as i was coming into the chicane thinking, alton, park.
2: Oh. <laughs> alton park was really big schmurz jacob schmurz at the time was racing he'd crashed the Ireland, flicked a load of grass through the fence, oh, the other side. it was when it weren't so well protected, and I come through out the shell oil <laughs> through the fast ride, right, and the front just went. Warm. I think I was like fifth in the in. It was like free practice one. Yeah, you done not well that week. and I think I was like fifth. We like nearing the end of the session. It was like a proper like I turned up that weekend. The bike, the, the team just had got the bike work again. Yeah, Old Park, literally through uh, yeah. Old Park, another one I didn't like. pretended yeah. to go well at. Come out of Ireland, men's come through the fast right, and the French went boom. And when I say the bike, it <laughs> looked like someone, like a butcher, had taken at a clip. Yeah, was weren't it? You can't,
1: yeah, at the, at the it right hand The after shell. yeah. That's came. so
2: fast through there Oh mate And that was like
1: That hurt as I think it's like Fourth gear flat Pretty well. Yeah literally As I touched the brake oh. there, there was like Debris across I the track I just remember coming round mate And it looked like A plane had crashed There was literally yeah. Bits of bike everywhere There was debris Just everywhere There was grass There was mud There yeah. was a bike over here There was you over here There was a bit of your front Over there Yeah like front The whole front end of the bike Had snapped off It was over there And like, I was we're like, oh, talking like
2: Mason. Superbike Olins. I know yeah, yeah like Not cheap How's damage
1: to um, the bike? Yeah, not great, mate. Because yeah. that's what the team always say. Did
2: you pick it up? No, I wasn't picking that up. <laughs> no. Nah. Well, I was in the med, I was in the med centre. I'd actually hurt myself because I'd basically the way I'd slid, I'd boshed over the, the sausage curbs. So oh, was like, they hurt the yeah. yeah. like on my back. And I was like, oh like no airbags back then. No. Um I think Alpine Star would bought the airbag, but no, like
1: not, even, not I may not even been then. No. Don't know what they're f- maybe 18,
2: 19 was their first year. Maybe. Well, it, it was eight. This was 18. Yeah, oh, it might so. have been then, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I had no airbags. No. And, like, hurt myself. Um, But, yeah, and then, yeah, we did did sort of... Yeah, like, it was good. I'm glad I'd done it and got Mm. the experience of the garage and, like, the super bike rider, like, signatures. Like, why do people want my signature? Yeah. Like, genuinely, why do you want my signature? It's like, it's me, like how strange I still find it strange now genuinely I don't mean it in like an arrogant way like definitely not in an arrogant way no but it's just like Like, we're
1: human people aren't we yeah Yeah. what
2: what do you want like a squiggle on paper for but in
1: like the motorcycle racing world it's quite a small community and people love it and they want obviously the autograph and stuff and in the normal world it's quite it's actually quite refreshing because in the normal world you don't really get bothered that much I mean if locally we see people we, we know but it's quite mad isn't it and then obviously you started figuring out at that point that if I can't really earn any money out of it, like what the hell is going to be the point? Like, because at that point I was earning money, weren't I? And it was like we was kind of like I say to you, if it if it ain't a job, like it's an expensive hobby, isn't it? And we soon was yeah. like that, weren't we, with the sport? Yeah,
2: and at that point as well, I was like, Dad had done a lot of investing, so mm. obviously two fifty car, like three four years in stock. And, and it's standards. so much money. And which is no super isn't it? sport yeah. we had to pay for. Um, super stock we had to pay for, and it was like well. I don't want dad to pay anymore. I don't want it to be like this. I don't want, and I was finding it tough because, especially the superbike year, I was having meetings with like big, big blue, like blue chip companies trying to get them to sponsor mm. me and the team. Um, and it was, it just consumed me. Like you wouldn't yeah. believe. Like I was, I literally was, I'm, I'm going to places thinking like corporate opportunities and I should be thinking about racing bikes. Like, but our dads wouldn't ask for money because our dads didn't know the
1: sponsorship route, did they? It was no. just like, well, we we'll pay for it. That's how no, you you got to get free. Pay for it. A
2: bit like I don't want, didn't like if, if it wasn't a profession, it, it was a hobby, as you said. And I don't, yeah. I don't, didn't want people to pay for my hobby. Hobby, yeah. They've got their own kids. They've got you know their, their own, own businesses, families. Yeah. yeah, like they can or well, themselves. Yeah, they can pay for their own hobbies. Like I didn't want to be hounding people. Like we we used to talk about it all the time and like be riders like, oh yeah, I'm really really skint. Blah blah blah. Next picture, they're in on holiday. Yeah, and it's like, well, hang on, mate. You said you skint last week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like,
1: I didn't want that don't beg for it yeah no I mean yeah I mean obviously now it's a bit different because like it's, we look at like commercial opportunities don't we for businesses and how they can I think having our own business we understand 100% and how there's, it all works there's definitely
2: now. a benefit to like advertising yeah you know? not sponsorship like advertising no advertising, advertising. In, within um, superbikes and stuff like that because really you know basically you're a rolling billboard yeah literally that's what you are isn't it and obviously the more money the companies put in the bigger the brand and they get trucks full bike liveries full Whatever 10, it is. Yeah, 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 yeah completely different conversation but it was like I, di- I didn't want to do that anymore. Like I was fed up with people calling this a profession. Like in my opinion, you're a professional when you get paid. When you get paid. Yeah. Like and there's far too many people in my opinion that call themselves professional. 100%. Like I'm no longer a professional bike racer. No, I'm not. I'm at the minute genuinely. I'm bike not a bike racer. Office interiors. I'm. I'm not even a bike racer. Interior designer. I'd call you. Well, slash admin. Admin. Yeah. Admin. Boy, slash accountant. Yeah. Like everything. <laughs> Um, weight carrier of Danny Buchan. No, definitely not that. But um, no, and I, I honestly, I had some great opportunities. So like, again, going back, like the World Supersport entrant, um, the rider for, it was Intermoto, Karazaki. Which was a sick team at the time. Florian so Marino good. was leading the championship, I think, weren't he? Or I don't he know. Yeah, like, three? well, we had like, the team had Florian Marino, PJ Jacobson, who turned out to be a real good yeah. pal, and uh, a guy called Tony Covina. And because I had won the Stock 600 Championship, Andrew Pitt was working for the team Again, at the time. Again, Andrew, Andrew With Pitt, PJ yeah. and like Florian. I think he was Florian at the time. He said, come out to Jaref. So me and dad flew out. He said, we'll get you a test on the bike. Be like a literally a session. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, cool. So I went out and rode a proper full oh, Supersport. The smell of the race fuel and that. Race thing. fuel, traction m- control yeah, back then. Yeah, 600. Yeah, and and like literally did that. And that was like the end of the, the stock 600 year. Um, I then, no, sorry, that was... That was that was the beginning of the Stock Six Hundred mm. year. Because the end at uh, 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 the end of the um, Yeah, because it's Qatar, round one. No, tell me. No, it was. It was the end Qatar. of the Stock Six Hundred Year. Yeah. And uh, uh, of two thousand and end of the Stock Six Hundred Year, two thousand fourteen. Yeah. I went and done uh core So I got I got called up. Minu? got called out with my friend andrew spoke to dad and was like look there's an opportunity here the the dutch rider um as as it's not working yeah they had three bikes we need to run three bikes big sponsors do you think you'd be up for it cool yeah like i'm like like we had to pay for it yeah so that was one of the first conversations my dad was like look we we've got to contribute here like do you want to do it and even andrew was a bit like i'm not sure if you're ready because they say this was 2014 so this was the year prior to yeah, the had much experience yeah no. um I got like two, one or two podiums uh, or three, maybe in stock 600. Mm. And it was like, but I've always been the sort of person, like the more pressure I'm under, the better I do. To be honest, I'm a bit lapsed when I don't have pressure. Um, Whether it be like end of year accounts, like, right, we've got tomorrow, like, bosh, get it done. Um, Obviously that's life now. But um, yeah, it was, so I did do it. So I went to Manicor, done it, qualified, not too bad. I got, Uh, hindered because the previous rider back then you could have eight engines and they had to be sealed and the previous rider was so heavy hat like heavy footed he'd be doing gearboxes like you wouldn't believe and unfortunately in qualifying the gearbox went on me so we had to change gearbox so qualified not too bad had to start from pit lane because even though i wasn't i was i was a replacement rider i wasn't a wild card so i had to take that engine allocation with me Started from pit lane quite fortunate because it was like heat wave and then like thursday friday saturday sunday absolutely hammered it down with rain. <laughs> Fortunately, starting from pit lane, where I was on the grid, massive pile up of turn one. Ooh, see you later. So, yeah. Right literally like do, right out of pit do, lane. I was yeah. like, oh, okay. like Whoops. What are you all doing down there? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I think I got, so this, I think it might've been, no, it might've only been the one race then, mm. back then. I think it was, no, it was. Yeah. And I got 12. Yeah. And it was like, wow. Three points. Yeah. Like, World championship, three points. Like I was not old, like coming through my career. Like this is cool. Got asked to come to Qatar wow like what an experience that was riding at night like the team organizing flights the team organizing hotel you know me and pj like i said become quite close like my dad was flying out with me as well but like because we were racing at night our whole day had to shift so we had to wake up and have lunch like p- pasta and peas and vegetables mm. for lunch like weird for like which was breakfast yeah and then like after we do the sessions me and pj would go back and i just remember going back and we had like nespresso coffee machines in the room like and Andrew had massively got me onto coffee living in Italy and going out there and visiting him me and PJ come back we'd have a coffee he got me into coffee and then we'd go out we'd go out in like the old town of Qatar and we'd be walking around and then we'd have like cereal for dinner like it was proper like cereal but like what an experience again to go to Qatar uh, end 2014 ride a proper world super sport bike like Vandermark won the championship Sofoglu would have probably been there Sofoglu was in it and I remember Safoglu coming past me for the first time in Qatar and he come past yeah, and the f- and I just remember this lighting up. But obviously, it was the fuel, excess fuel coming out of the exhaust. And so the it was smell like- of the race fuel just Mate. used to be mega. Didn't he it? was mega though, right? Considering I was some absolute nobody, yeah. The the Keenan past me was so much grace, but everyone was like yeah. they were all professionals. Like I wasn't stock six hundred anymore. Like literally, like trying to take the front wheel off each other. No, just- it was like wow, like this is the w- this is how they behave here. And even like walking around the paddock, like Jack Kennedy was in the championship at the time. And I didn't really, you know Jack Kennedy, yeah. I knew him from saying hello in the paddock, but like, there was so much Because you're British,
1: it's like, oh, you're all right, you're yeah, British, yeah, yeah, or yeah, you're, yeah. obviously Jack's Irish, but yeah, yeah it's like, oh, you're, you're from BSB, oh, alright, yeah. yeah, and instantly you've got that connection, and yeah. you sort of talk, yeah, yeah.
2: And like PJ and Florian had their connections as well, like, so you'd end up having a conversation, because like I tell you, you were there, you had a, mm. a cabin like they do at GP and like World Championship now, where you don't obviously have lorries there, they're flyaways, so you've got like an air conditioning cabin. Um, But I remember turning up from Manicor to Qatar and it rained, obviously, at Manicor and we got the levers out of the flight case. They were covered in mould. Like, oh, man. yeah, so it was wet sweat and then they get hot. And oh, oh, RST oh, rushed together that. to get me a suit. I had one suit. Oh, oh, it was I was m- in inside of my crash. Oh, I was ran- like this suit was green because it was Kawasaki green, but like the black stretch paneling was green. It was yeah. disgusting.
1: I'm actually waiting to go to Nokia and find my crash helmet from the test day there with all fur in it and just oh. be like, to show you, uh, can you sort this out, please? Yeah, because yeah, you see, is- you were fortunate. That you've I've got, got, the got the a helmet. dirty helmet, yeah, the support packing.
2: <laughs> um, but yeah, like, so I've had some serious, serious experiences, and then obviously. As you said, it was like if this isn't gonna be a profession for me, it's too dangerous. Like I've always said I'm very fortunate I've got such a nice life away from bike racing. I love riding bikes. That is the be all and end all for it for me. I love riding bikes. Mm. And to be paid to do it, it's just unreal.
1: We had this conversation the other day, didn't we? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, like we're quite fortunate <laughs> that away from the track we have got quite like very good lives so we've yeah. got obviously city the business. Yeah. So yeah. We'll have to uh, we we're, well. We're gonna have to rush through the business bit. We're getting on of it with the old time, but obviously, yeah, we've got the business, haven't we? Victory yep. Workspace Consultants.
2: Yeah, and that started when I had finished racing, hadn't? Yeah. It? So I did a year at Superbike. Kind of set my stalls is like if someone wants me, they want me. Like so, did the GP two bit and um, with the crotch plant team, which the, the relationships continued till today. Yeah, mega, yeah. Um, and and one race his Carl was on the Calx. Like we had a like a barn build, yeah, you know, Triumph, like. Not to disrespect, it, because it wasn't. It was a no, but real. at that time you'd come in halfway it, through the well championship. But it wasn't as a as well. Grand Prix bike. It hadn't come from the Grand Prix no. paddock, and we built that and won one races against Carl. Yeah. We come in like halfway through the year, and then like went on to do the Spirit thing. Won the GP two championship with the Spirit. That was a serious like barn project um, derived from the FTR. Steve Bones, Rod McDonough, um, the Spirit guys managed to bring Paul Neil, my mechanic, along. Like we had a, we had a good crack. Um, two years at that, and then did a little bit last year. Really, a little bit on the on the um did a little bit in Spain, so the ESBK championship. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So did like Valencia and and Estoril, which was great, great experience again. And it was good because again, like the teams, are like they were taking me on for my worth. Yeah, to try, try and develop it. My first experience on an R Six bike was was good. Um, but yeah, and then, but yeah, we had started the business, hadn't we? Yeah. So I was, con- you was racing Superbike, and obviously I was concentrating. And it was like,
1: I'd started a business and didn't really know what I was doing. Just sort of was like, oh, I've got this idea here. <laughs>
2: yeah, you literally said to me, didn't you? He's like, I've got an idea. And I was like, oh, and like, I've we already always, named it. And we always threw <laughs> ideas about, it, didn't we? Hmm. And it was like three weeks, four weeks gone by. And I was like, what was that idea again? And yeah. you were like, Oh, meet, me at, go meet, meet me at Starbucks meet me Starbucks on the A127 and literally sat there didn't we set it up there and I showed then. you the, the logo I was like look at the
1: logo didn't I and Yeah. like what, what have we called it and I was like Victory Workspace yeah. and I always said victory because of
2: winning and yeah. victorious and yeah yeah so Victory Workspace consultants yeah. was formed Yeah. literally there and then in Starbucks like loads of single espressos I for uh, drinking cappuccino company's house set up yeah uh, our accountant selected like that was all set up yeah and we won our first job in London didn't we yeah um, which was quite let's funny.
1: target Essex. All right, first job, London. All right, yeah, all right, we'll and go we were,
2: London I, And it was like our, what, our, literally a huge job, like we took for granted, didn't we? Yeah, and it was like, oh, yeah, like you know, like if you want guys that will pay a deposit, and we we're like, oh, yeah, 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 like didn't have a, Do bank we need account. a deposit, yeah, we're, or we just got a bank account or something like that. We literally went to we whatever was waiting branch. for it, yeah, and we didn't have a VAT number, did we? No, we was waiting for it all to it's still had, come like, back through, proper, proper, proper winging it. Um, and that's yeah, that's the future now, isn't it? And we're sold now. Like, yeah, is it? Yeah.
1: Three years old, four years old. One um, of the two. Four. Yeah, 18. Yeah. Yeah. 19. 19. 20, 19. 20 21, 22. No, it was, was it 19?
2: Was it Because I was riding for the Quattroplant Yeah, plant okay. Team. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought it was four years old. It was my first experience. of The team were so good with me, yeah. that Quattroplant plant team, that I had so much flexibility. So like I could be r- at race weekends on my laptop. And they were like, because they knew I was concentrating. Like, I'm not one of them that switches off. Like, I was there to race. But they were really supporting me with the business as well. They were like, oh mate, yeah, like cool, like this is this is. Yeah, mega, we had to do what
1: we had to do. Yeah, I remember going, turn up to a race meeting and, and going out for free practice. And before it, I remember having to send that to send that quote that we'd discussed. Yeah, and I remember going out and being second in the session. It didn't affect me at all. No. Like it was like
2: some people get funny about it. Don't some they? some people
1: get funny about it, but for me, it made me like switch on more when I was at racing because it took me so far away from it when I was away from. Give you another it does focus. Does to this day.
2: How many times have we gone into a season and racing has been the be-all and end-all and you get so wrapped up in it? Yeah, and it's shit and it just does nothing for your mindset. You end up just overcooking yourself and then
1: falling out of love with racing. Whereas now, we kind of look at racing like, oh, it's it's not a privilege, it's a job still, but it's like you go to racing it's like, right, when I'm there, first day till Sunday, I'll give 100%. When I'm not there... I'll give 100% still. I obviously still train and things, and we had to yeah, keep and fit, like, but... Yeah. and I would,
2: I would always still struggle on a Monday. Like, the yeah. massive come down. Like, that, that adrenaline rush of being racing. Like, yeah. I've never, ever done drugs. It's really not an interest of mine. Like, okay, I don't mind, like, an, a couple of glasses of wine or a few beers. Like... Yeah. But obviously not when you're racing. No, yet. exactly, yeah. That but over, cost, on a free but weekend, but that, yeah, that yeah, natural yeah, yeah. buzz, like, is what people have done both, compare. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, Mondays used to be rough, like, as in, like, slow, like... Unless you had a big project on it, was like slow, but still, asked why he was late yesterday. Yeah, no, I know. No, you was alarm. late yesterday, but you did miss your alarm. Did miss my alarm. Pissed me off, actually. That's very, that's the first time I've ever done that. Yeah, it is. Um, literally woke up and I was like, that's bright out there, like four, uh, like 4:50 my alarm. And I was like, me at my like, driveway at five o'clock. Yeah. And I was like, that's bright. It was like 20 past five. <laughs> I was like, oh. And I would never have answered, like, that alarm. It was just that so lucky I'd woke up. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, no, so like, victory was formed and that's obviously my press at the minute. Like, I'm still interested in racing, think that's quite important to say. Yeah, because yeah, but you, said, yeah you're not I, jumping at any opportunity. No, no, though, no. Any shit opportunity. I've had opportunities. Come, yeah. I've had people yeah. message and like, no disrespect, but, like the package wasn't right or like, no. it wouldn't do anything for me. And in fairness, like I probably make it clear, like I said in an interview, I think it was two years ago, it was like the last race at Brands I won the race. And I said to Ray Stringer at the time, I was like, look, this is looking like it's going to be my last race. To be fair, it really took me by surprise because I got a little bit emotional about it. And what I meant by that was not that I want to retire. It was like, because a few people said, well, yeah, but you said you were retiring. It's like, well, no, like I tried so hard prior to that interview, like for the months, like mm. weeks leading up to it, to find something. And unfortunately, I kept getting kiboshed by people that were coming in and the other riders that were going, oh, well, you know, he, well, don't pay a salary. Sponsor. I've got a sponsor. Bosch. Yeah. There's like an amount of times can't see it, and it still happens to I've this got day. Sports, I've
1: got fifty grand sponsors, I've got hundred grand sponsors, I've got this, I've got that. How and much you does does it happen? Yeah,
2: yeah. And it and it and it is frustrating. It is always been around. And it will it's continue. It's more prevalent yeah. now. Yeah. And obviously people are now not being paid. They're either doing it free or they're paying to be
1: there. Just because of people are coming in the, and doing a good job on bikes, yeah. but they're paying to be there.
2: Well the problem is then, yeah. and I don't want to go down this route because it, you know we can talk about it and be very negative, but the problem you have then is Mediocre riders get good bikes, do okay. Yeah. Get good and the occasional good result. Good riders get on mediocre bikes, don't do anything, career goes. Yeah. And it, that's it because literally they literally stand by it. Right, I'm going to be paid. I should be paid. This is my and job. And not even from an ego point of view, yeah. but like genuinely might not have the sponsors. No, exactly. Like, yeah. I, my opinion was my dad done done the investing. Like he put a lot of money into the sport Like when we started and I didn't want my dad to pay anymore. I wanted to bring him along as a dad and just be a dad again, which I did for a period of time. And yeah, I'm still in the, in, you know, very fortunate. Like I've got companies like Chimera Performance who are a sponsor of mine, Quattro Plant. Chimera is where we are now. Chimera is where we yeah. are now. And they've been fantastic. And they took me on and uh, and they sponsored me last year for sort of obviously the rounds that I did sporadically. And I've still got a, a, a big interest in being back racing again. I love riding my bike. You're kind of ready to go. You've just got to wait for the right opportunity. Go. Ready to go. But like the right opportunity. And the problem is like as far as stock value goes, having not ridden yet, you sort of, you do sort of, you wean down. down. Um, and I feel like if I got on a good bike, I can I know I can still do a good job. Mm. Um, but it's, it is it's getting over that barrier, isn't it, of um, someone taking a sponsor. Like, I, I want to be a rider, not a sponsor, and a rider. Yeah, you want to just show up, mate, do a job, race your bike
1: and go home, do a good job for the team, do a yeah. good job. Obviously, teams have got sponsors, investments, blah, 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 blah. And you want to do a good job and you still feel like you can. Yeah. Because obviously you're still, you're not even 30.
2: No, I'm 27. <laughs> You know the years are I'm creeping up, and I, know, out. I know. although I'm getting grey hairs, like Alicia, uh, yeah, my girlfriend, fun. is actually genuinely like she started uh, to pluck out the grey hairs. Stressing me, that's because I'm stressing you out. She doesn't anymore because there's there's a, a fair few, but I, I go grey. I'm, I'm not going grey. Wow,
1: I've um, mate, we are running out of time here. I'm going to have to literally get you back and have a, have a more of a chat because I've got some questions on it, but we are going to run out. So I am going to have to bring in the Buckins Bonanza. This is the quiz. Okay. This is five heavily thought out questions right. sometimes I don't have the answers to them because I actually forget to put the answers in which you obviously would know that does sound like me so the first question of Buckens Bonanza quiz we need to get a um, we need to get a, a tune for that we need to get a tune for can it. you not just it, Bonanza, do I like all, like that. yeah yeah anyway this we're going to start off quite easy what number is Miguel Oliveira? If you don't know this, mate, this is this is don't an absolute be. shit show because, <laughs> come on, mate, it's Miguel Oliveira. Why can't I think <laughs> of it? There's an eight in there, isn't there? Yeah, there's an eight. Definitely eight, is. 8 yeah eight, eight. Eight, 8 Yeah, there you yeah, go. yeah. Boom. Same as Andrew Pitt. Boom. How many kilometres is Spa-Francorchamps?
2: I have no idea. I'm not even going to
1: try. One time I said to Mason, "I'm going to this is his naivety <laughs> to racing in life." When I first got a girlfriend, well,
2: well, which first, well, which, uh, which my I first never,
1: serious relationship was uh, with my wife. My now wife thought was ever going to happen. No, exactly. And I remember walking through Lakeside. You know, I'm, I'm off to spa this off to the spa this weekend. You're not oh, what spa? Frankel Shumps <laughs> like that. I was like, no, that's no, meant off, to be a great track. I'm off to the spa. Anyway, I lost my uh, friend that day. That that you did. You were, yeah? Now look at me. How many kilometers you spa Frankel well, Okay, I'll say it's quite a long circuit. Yeah. Remember the lap we did on the- on the five seven kilometers how big is an 8 person meeting table
2: <laughs> that's 2.7 metres no it's not Why I looked it?
1: online yesterday it says the average desk size is for how it should be it's actual um, 3 metres by 1.2 wide that's really boring that, no you're a desk man mate that's what it is I
2: can't I, literally I can't
1: polish a turd mate it's office furniture you literally installed an 8 person meeting table yesterday, yes, which uh, was, it was, it was 2.7, 2.7. There 6 chairs anyway how many points did the BSB showdown start at when they went into it uh, was it five hundred? No, thousand. Thousand. I thought it was. Plus podium credits. Right. Uh, so he failed that one. It, no, many... but is that genuinely like? That is po- yeah. thousand You've done your research. Yeah. Oh well, I've got been in it a few times.
2: And I... yeah, but you've also not been in it a oh. few times.
1: <laughs> how many years? This is quite a hard one actually. I wouldn't have been able to tell you this, but how many years did Haga do BSB for Noriyuki Haga?
2: Oh, I don't know because again, going back to like my heroes, we back didn't then, know, did we? No, no, no. Like I didn't know. I didn't know Noriyuki Haga. Well, do you want to have a guess? Well, I know obviously he was in it the year with um, Rapid Solicitors. Yeah. With, on the oh one, yeah, like. yeah 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 yeah. Um, so that was I'd say four two, twenty Two.
1: 2012, 2013. Okay. Boom. They were quite good questions actually. It's um... really hard actually because the more podcasts we get, the more harder these questions are going to get to, to to ask. But well, anyway, how, we've many, actually... did, how many did I even get then? Uh, yeah, I don't even did know get maybe. one. We'll have to ask producer man Ben. Two producer man Ben one and a half. Need your own. You need your own Instagram account for that. Um. Mate, we are going to have to shoot, though, because we have got to go and talk about some office furniture. Which... We've actually got a meeting, haven't we? We've actually got a meeting one minute ago It started. Shit! <laughs> got to go, guys! Um, I feel like we're probably going to have to get you back anyway, and like we've still got a few other things. I need to the fat to a bit more. Yeah, chew the fat a bit more. Maybe just talk to you about about life life outside racing. Yeah. Well, we've already done a bit of that. But um, thanks for coming in. We're going to go and uh, got you. know That's why you're all smarts is isn't it? This yeah. is me smart. This is Mason smart, so I feel a bit underdressed now.
2: Yeah, we're actually like trying to put money in the bank right now yeah right now yeah we need not, it. not turn up looking like a couple of thugs yeah couple, couple. I'm literally staring at your top right now
1: <laughs> even though your top actually worth more no, money than my shirt swagger but, yeah. done mate swagger done Dan they call yeah. me oh shit I'm oh god being text now right guys thank you for listening to this episode of Pushing It Podcast Mason thanks for coming on you've been hounding me since day one of this podcast to get on and now I've finally done it that's a lie <laughs> Do you know, what? I feel really
2: bad because I haven't actually watched any of these. No, that's
1: so right. You're going to watch them all now. You I, go ha- back. I haven't bored episodes. everyone. Twenty episodes. Twenty. 20 this episodes, is the right. 20th. I used to be number twenty at one point. Well, well, this is twentieth episode. Relevant. Right, we're going. Peace out, guys. Make sure you check the socials. Keep an eye on what's going on. Pushing it podcast. Bye. No, I think you had a little gun finger. Danny got what? what a rock. this is! Danny.